Bags down, spikes on. Welcome to the track. Hi, my name's Con Waitsman, going to be your host for this episode of Track World News, presented by the Harrier. If you love all things track and field, I'm sure you do. You're listening to this episode right now. Uh, the Harrier is going to be your one-stop shop. They have awesome track and field-related stickers, t-shirts, hats, sweatshirts, all types of things, as well as amazing written articles and other content. So go and take a look at their stuff. It's a link in my Instagram bio. Uh, also, if you use code TWN in the shop, you get 20% off. So go that, go do that, and um, yeah, I'd love to see you there. Um, now, want to get into today's episode. So, as many of you know, the track and field season has officially it has officially ended, and it's um, a sad a sad day. But the the best part about track and field, compared to all other sports, is that we have two seasons. So, unlike uh, you know basketball, football, soccer, baseball, all that, where you know you only get one year or one season with track and field you get two so we're going to be back at it for track and field action in just a few months now i guess starting with meets in the end of december so what we have what it's september october november december yeah so in three months we have more track and field going on which is going to be exciting where compared to other sports you have to wait six seven eight months for your season to come back here. We're only waiting for three. So, uh, something that is definitely a positive, uh, but that means these next three months going to be a little tough. So, uh, we do have some excellent content coming your way next week. We're actually going to be dis- discussing the top 50 performances from this past season. So you're not going to want to miss that. Uh, we're currently, uh, I have all the 50 athletes, but now it's just ranking them, uh, and seeing who's going to go where. So, that's going to be that's going to be a good one. Now, uh want to talk about a story that I've been seeing a lot of recently. Uh actually just yesterday Trayvon Brumell on his uh Twitter story, not Twitter stories, but like the Twitter chat rooms, the thing that's kind of like Clubhouse, he was doing a live conversation with a bunch of people within the track world. Uh, I was actually able to to hop on for a little bit, asked a few questions to him. So uh, if you're listening to that, and you, you might have actually heard, hear, heard me uh, ask a few of these questions already. But they were discussing a lot about ways to improve track and field. And he was talking about, from the athlete's perspective, ways that things could improve, what, what we need to do. And that got me thinking a lot. And I've mentioned in previous episodes and on my Instagram and, and Twitter ways that I think track and field needs to improve and things that we need to do for our sport to grow. And I've never actually put together a list. And so this is going to be a short list because obviously there's more than five things, but today I wanted to talk about the five ways that I think track and field needs to improve if we want to grow as a sport. So number one, I think we need to make track and field more viewable. So right now, if you're a track and field fan, if you want to watch all of our major meets, you're going to have to have Peacock, NBC Gold, USATF Gold, ESPN Plus, and Flow Track. 
So that is one, two, three, four, five different premium subscriptions that you're going to have to have just to watch track and field. And so what is that going to be coming out to like each month? That's going to be coming out to what? That's going to be coming out to about $50 a month, maybe even a little bit more uh, on just track and field. Now, I love the sport. And so I have a few of these. I have ESPN Plus. I have Peacock. I think my family has a FlowTrack account. And even like as a, a, a super fan of the sport, I don't even have all of these. And so it's like, how do you expect to grow the sport and have more people watch it if it needs to be seen at a premium rate? Like the only times that track and field is not at a premium rate are for the Olympics, and even then, some of it is still on the the paywall. You at least need to have uh, Peacock to see some of the events. Um, you see the NCAA championship. That was on ESPN, which was great. You didn't have to pay to watch that. But pretty much all the other major meets that we have, like you're going to need to have one of these subscriptions in order to watch it. Diamond League, you need to have the uh, you need to have Peacock. You want to watch uh, any of our like gold continental cores uh, tours? You're gonna need to have Flow Track. You want to watch one of those smaller collegiate meets? You're gonna have to have ESPN Plus. Uh, you want to watch some of our uh, the other track meets? You're gonna have to have USATF. See, it, it all comes back to having to have all these premium services. And I know it's a business. I recognize that you need to make your money. But at some point, like we need to have it be somewhat accessible. Uh, because if your start, like our sport is not big enough where we can make people pay a premium amount just to see our sport. Like you, you can't start doing that. Like it, you need to have at least an opening for people to join. Like, for example, I, I always go back to the UFC because I think it's a, an interesting model that track and field might want to look into. But they have their regular fight weekends where you don't have to pay, do a pay-per-view. So like you can watch most of the UFC fighting for free as long as you have ESPN. And so you can do that. And then every like, like once a month or like once every other month, almost like they'll have their giant pay-per-view events where you can watch still most of the event for free. And then the last five or six fights, you got to pay the, the, the 40, 50 bucks or whatever for, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that is helping grow the sport because a lot of people are fans of, you know, the UFC, but they may not be super fans. And by allowing to have this ease, this low barrier of entry, you're allowing these people to become bigger fans. And then now next time they see a pay-per-view come around, it might be like, yeah, I'll drop, I'll drop the 30 bucks, the 40 bucks. Why not? Let's take a look at it. I've been, been watching it for the, every Saturday. Uh, why don't we start doing that? Like, why don't we have like the beginning of these diamond league meets, like maybe the first, uh, the first half of most of these diamond league meets. Yeah. We'll give you them for free so you can watch it. And then the diamond league final, you got to pay for that. Like I'd understand that as a business model because you're, you're getting more people to watch it. But for the most part, it's just not, it, it's not done that way. And it makes it more difficult to, to get more people because it costs money and the casual fan is not going to pay money to watch something. Uh, so it, that's something that's pretty annoying. Uh, second thing that I would want to have added for, uh, for track and field sports betting. So sports betting is something that has been taking the world by storm over the last few years. So if you are living in one of the States or a country that does not allow sports betting, uh, and you might not be extremely familiar with what it is. 
Um, there's a few giant companies, um, Barstool, there's another one, uh, DraftKings, you might, you might have seen the commercials for those, or, or FanDuel, and they all have uh, different uh, games and competitions that you can bet on live for sports, and it's almost everything. So you can be betting on the NFL, uh, who's going to win a game, who's going to lose a game, who's going to score a touchdown, who's going to have the most, like how many passing yards is someone going to have, really anything. And so you can bet on that. You can bet on uh, college sports. You can bet on darts. You can bet on, uh, you can, not, not swimming right now, but you can bet on rugby. You can bet on Canadian football. Like pretty much ev uh, every single rate, every single thing that you can think of. I mean, handball is even there too. Uh, you, can be, you can bet on. But not track and field. And it's interesting because, I mean, they have horse, ra uh, horse racing, um, you know, when, when you're going to, like, or NASCAR. Like, there's all these other races. It, it has sports betting and, and drives a big crowd that go there just to gamble. Why don't we have that with, with track and field? Like, why is it not a thing? The only time that betting is a thing in track and field was the Olympics. They didn't have it for anything else. And in my mind, it just seems like a missed opportunity. Sure, people don't know a ton about track and field, but I'm sh but sure, I'm, I bet you there are even less experts that are familiar with darts than there are experts that are familiar with track and field that can make those lines. So it's like, I think that there is a market for it, and more people would watch if we can get you know, get it on the, these consistent books. Cause it makes more people watch. People are invested. If you have $5 on Trayvon Bermel winning a race, you're going to watch the race. You want to see what happens. Otherwise, you know, it's not that big of a deal. So I would think if we can get sports betting to become a thing, more people are going to watch, more people are going to be invested and it can help grow the sport overall as a whole. Um, next thing that I would say the, that sports or, or that track and field is going to need to have, um, we need to tell some of these athletes stories. Like there are some athletes that have gone through pretty insane things throughout their life and very interesting uh, things. Uh, and we don't discuss that within our sport. I mean, something that's going to be interesting. I'm not sure the exact date, but Ronnie Baker, one of the star sprinters within track and field, is actually going to be releasing a documentary on, on his life uh, and everything that he's done to get to the point that he is today. Uh, there's also going to be a documentary on Mondo Duplantis, the pole vaulter and everything that he did to get up to here from high school until, uh, you know, where he just won the Olympic final. And so these are all stories that I would love to have told at track meets or, you know, in the, the B-roll before a meet. Like, why don't we have these things going on? Because there's a lot of stories I can tell. And if you can connect to an athlete, then you're going to be more prone to watch them. For example, just recently this year with Shakari Richardson, she became such a huge name because people could connect to her. We knew her story. We heard where she was talking about, yeah, like my my maternal or my uh, my mother passed away and just right before the meet, and I was not sure about you know what's going on. And so there's a lot of things where it's like, oh man, like people connected to that, like because there are people that I mean I've I've lost family members close to me, and so that connected to me as well. I'm like I know how difficult that situation is, and then to go and compete, at, like just not too much longer, not too much long, not too long after is is incredible. And so it's like there there's stories that athletes are going through. There's things that are happening that if you can make these people human and you can understand what's going on in their life, it's like all right, yeah, now I'm now I'm prone to watch these people more.
I mean, that, that's why you have your other favorite athletes of all time, like in other sports, because you can connect to them, you know what's going on, and you want you, you might see a little bit of yourself inside them. So uh, that's something that I would like to see a little bit more of. Uh, number three, I'd say, like, have more races in the United States. And so this is for track and field, obviously, in the U.S., like, in across the country it doesn't or across the world it wouldn't mean much for to have more in the united states but if you want to build a fan base in the u.s you're gonna have to have more competitions in the u.s i mean right now we don't have many i mean of the major competitions from last year we had one diamond league meet and that was the uh one that happened in eugene and that was pretty much it. I mean, because we would also have Penn Relays and, and Texas Relays. There, Those were adjusted a little bit this year. But we need to have more track and field meets in the United States. Many of the top runners, many of the top athletes are from the U.S., but they don't compete over at the U.S. very often. And so how are you going to build a fan base with your core country if you're not even competing in front of them? I mean, it's going to – because you're competing over in Europe, and you're not able to have fans going to the competitions to watch you run – uh, you're, you're not, the time zones are, are all different. So people might not be able to even watch the meets to begin with. And so you just don't have that connection to fans. And that's going to be a huge thing, especially over here in the U S and what, what stinks also is since we have such few, uh, races and they're all done in very similar areas. Like, I mean, I, not everyone can go to Eugene. <laughs> like there's a ton of people that are on the East coast of the U S and the South of the, the U S that just can't go to meets because they're not able to go to Eugene to see their, their athletes compete. So let's, let's add some more competitions here in the U S. So more of these great athletes compete in front of, you know, the States that they're from the, the areas that they, they grew up in. So we can have actually build that fan base a little bit more. Uh, and then with the last one, is this the last one? One, two, three, four. Yeah, the last one. Oh, man, this is the fifth. So uh, the last thing that I would say is we need to make these, these competitions shorter if you're going to do it. So there's two ways that you can do these things, actually. So um, I think I'm of the way that you need to have meets that can be competed within a TV time slot. So if you have a competition that is two, that is two to three hours I think that's perfect. Like, so you have, you're going to have to cut down these meets that are four or five days into a competition. That's two or three hours. We've seen it with some diamond league meets. We've seen it with American track league. If you can condense it, obviously you're going to have to cut some events out. I, that makes it easy, easier for people to watch and, and more people will, will come back and, and see what's going on. Like, sure. I, I love these long competitions as much as anyone else. I, I think that there is a place for it at these majors. So like at the Olympics and at the world championships and at other major competitions, I would say having a long like Olympic trials, like having a three or four day competition is just fine because you're going to have a ton of people and you, you need that extra time. But for other mate, other competitions, I think you need to cut them down. Like why do we have two or three day meets or that, are just some regular track meet. I mean, obviously when you're a professional, it's a little bit different. Uh, they, you don't have as many of those long majors, but I would say let's, let's make sure we're focusing on those competitions that are like two or three hours long, getting those on TV so we can actually see it because then it's like, Oh yeah, I, I just watched a, a meet over the, you know, after dinner or on, on the weekend before I go, go out to hang out with friends. And then more people are prone to watch it. Like everything that you've noticed on these five, uh, these five things to improve track are to get more people uh, available to watch it because 
right now it is very difficult to try to even find track meets. They're all over the they're all over the internet, anywhere. Like it's just impossible to find a way to watch the track meets. And I think if we can flip that and make it more accessible to people, uh, allow more people to watch it, I think we're in a good comp. We'd be in a good spot. Like even for these subscription-based places, if you can just have a few meets that are free so people can get a, a taste of it. I mean, just this past weekend, you saw NFL Red Zone, which is the thing that shows every single game going on, did it for free. And I bet you they just increased their subscription a whole lot for week four because they had a whole bunch of people that got to see it for free today and they're like, or this past weekend, and they're like, man, that was awesome. Let me buy that now so I don't have to watch any commercials next week when I'm watching football. Like, Similar thing here. If you have a few, like if FlowTrack or, you know, USATF Gold or ESPN Plus have a couple track meets that are free, oh, yeah, man, this is awesome. Like, yeah, maybe I'm going to re-up and, and get this uh, this subscription because I got to see some really cool competition. So those are the five things that I would do to increase the viewership and improve track and field. So to run it back, I had, you're going to need to make it more accessible for people to watch. You know, we have so many subscription services. Let's get rid of a few of them. Uh, get sports betting involved. People will watch stuff they can bet on. Uh, tell the athlete stories. If people can get behind an athlete and see the interesting side of them, besides that they run fast, that's going to be huge. Uh, get more races in the United States. Obviously, this is to improve the United States viewership here. I'm a little bit biased. I'm from the U.S. And then the fifth one, make competitions shorter we shouldn't have every competition be a three or four day meet sure there's a time and place for that but not all the time so those are the five things that i think can improve track and field what do you think what did i get right what did i get wrong are these all good ones or some of these duds let me know love to hear what you have to have to say but um yeah that's going to be everything for this episode of track world news if you enjoyed it please make sure to leave a like leave a review, subscribe, uh, got a lot of support and um, would love to, to keep having that moving forward. Um, my name's Colin. Uh, I'm the host of Track World News. Also, if you want to go get more content, uh, follow us on Instagram at Track World News. We post different stuff uh, pretty, pretty often. Not every single day, but, but pretty dang close to it. Um, have a good one and peace. <laughs>